0: number 417 coming your way guys steve smee here and the rickster ricky v rock what's up buddy
1: hey what's up steve what's up guys everybody doing out there
0: living living la loca whatever whatever that means what does that mean anyway leaving what does it mean how do you how does it go uh
1: living la vida loca
0: what does that mean Living 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 a crazy life oh okay So, guys, speaking about crazy life, we have a rapid fire Q&A coming your way, guys. Um, We listen to you guys about changing the format a little bit, speeding up the podcast a little bit. This is going to be fun. Eight great topics coming your way. You guys can look at the show notes and click on the links if you want to comment. Tell us how we're right. Tell us how we're wrong. Ask questions. Comment. Come on over. Participate, guys. It's free to participate. We'd love to hear from you. So the first one we're going to talk about is a proper winstrol cycle. So winstrol is one of the most important anabolic steroids for competitors, especially those guys who need to dry out ahead of a competition. So they'll run winstrol at least 25 to 50 milligrams a day. And there are several ways that you can take Winstrol. You can take it in tablet form as an oral. You can take it as an injectable or you can drink it. So there's three different ways that you can take Winstrol. In my experience, 50 milligrams a day, when you're stacking it with other things, the side effects are really, really nasty, especially on your head hair. That was like the one time I lost my started losing head hair off my head. And it, it was weird. But, you know, I have so much head hair that even losing all the head hair, it didn't cause me to go bald or anything. But if you are prone to head hair loss, like Rick is, and you take something like Winstroll, you can really shed your hair down because it is a dihydrotestosterone DHT derivative. So it really basically goes in your body and that DHT starts frying your head hair follicles. So if you run this stuff, you really have to be aware of that and be careful what you stack it with. In my case, I was stacking it with Trend. So not only was I getting that issue, I was also getting a lot of issues within my body that you may not be aware of. Cholesterol issues, prostate issues. I also would get headaches on that stack. So really, really nasty steroid if you stack it wrong. But if you run it by itself, it's not as bad. So the reason you run Winstrol was to dry yourself out. So it may not be the best steroid to use if you're like a gym rat who just likes to go throw around heavy weights. I noticed with these, I'm not prone to joint issues, but I noticed even on winstrol, I would get dry joints. Like my joints would feel, especially in my elbows, like if I bent my arm a certain way, I'd feel that weird dry feeling of my joints. So if you're a long, lanky guy, you got long, lanky limbs, that's something to watch out for. Winstrow. I highly recommend you run a good joint support formula and two Joint RX. Well, uh, one of Rick's products, uh, N two BM, really, really good to use with Winstrow. Really, something that's mandatory to run on on Windstraw if you do choose. Rick, what's your comment on Winstrow?
1: I like Winnie. It's, it's a good good steroid. Uh, not one that I personally have had a ton of use for but it is a competitive steroid I mean it'll make you look good coming up to competition it'll get you uh nice and strong for powerlifting. I mean it, it hey um Ben Johnson got hit got, got caught with Winstrow when he beat Carl Lewis the the steroid that was in the news that was responsible for steroids becoming criminalized in the United States was Winstrow that's what uh that's what Ben Johnson was on when he uh, beat American's beloved Carl Lewis. Winstrol. I mean, you you kind of covered it. Uh, Winstrol is probably the second steroid after Anavar that women could potentially use. I mean, most women out there need nothing but Anavar, maybe a little bit of SARMs, maybe a bit of peptide on top. But that's about it as far as steroids. Winstrel is the next step up. It it's, could be safe for women, but it'll have some more of the bad side effects you want uh, from it, and. Uh, it's a good to good all around steroid um, in in my opinion i think look, look you could even use it bulking probably not the if you had your choice not the best steroid for bulking but if you can't get your hands on anything else if you know you got some legit winstrolers and you can't get some your hands on anything better than that either because of uh, logistics or financials you can eat really stack on the food stack on the poundage and the weights and and gain some muscle mass on winstrol as well i mean You'll be gaining mass as You look leaner because it does dry you out a little bit, even if you are trying to bulk. But uh, good around all steroid man. That's it. So That's I have to say about it. So this one's for
0: you, Rick. Comparing anabolic steroids (AAS) versus HGH (human growth hormone). What are your thoughts
1: on how would you all right, compare? I'll both give of you. you uh, so I'll get it. I'll get a little bit into uh, some of the structure, chemistry, and things like that, and you go. You, you get on, onto some of the effects. Uh, basically uh, comparing, um, I said a golf ball, I changed my mind after some more research, comparing to, uh, to, uh, to uh, a unit of testosterone to a unit of HGH. And I don't mean international units, guys. I mean like one human growth hormone, one hormone. Uh, the, you're going to find that the testosterone would be about the, the size and complexity of a soccer ball versus uh hgh which would be about the size and complexity of uh of a vehicle maybe of a car you know if a small car compact car in comparison hgh is much larger hgh human growth hormone these are whole proteins that are folded up it's folded up in a very unique way it's, it's a in a nine one nine one protein sequence is, is what uh what it is called in the labs and so it's a bigger larger much heavier structure it is also unique to each animal, the human growth hormone that is produced by a human's pituitary gland will have no effect on a horse and vice versa. The The growth hormone, I think horses are 172 or 171 protein sequence. The, that growth hormone won't do anything on a human. Matter of fact, some of the fat first uh, tests were injecting pro, uh, growth hormone from animals into humans and, and it had no effect. It wasn't until uh, growth hormone extracted from cadavers as gory as that sound uh, was injected into humans that we figured out that this, this could have some effect. Um, The testosterone that your testicles make could be injected into a horse and it will have effects and vice versa. The testosterone that your horse makes could, would be, uh, could be extracted, injected into you and, and it would have effects. Uh, Testosterone is a much more primitive hormone way back when, back then in our development, uh, whereas human growth hormone is a pretty recent in, in animal development. It's one of, the, one of the later kind of hormones your bi- our body has developed in evolution, and that's kind of the big difference. Um, they, they attach to different receptors. Growth hormone will, uh, will work on the cell differently than testosterone does completely different effects and so why like, growth hormone won't suppress your natural testosterone production but um but shooting testosterone would same thing shooting testosterone won't affect your natural growth hormone production but shooting growth hormone could could have an effect on your natural growth hormone, or growth hormone production in your pituitary gland so they are they're both um they're both used by steroid users bodybuilders athletes obviously but they both work towards different pathways. And funny enough, uh, just a little, take it back even more, a little bit of the science. um, The pituitary gland produces human growth hormone, and also it produces the LH and FSH that needs to first get to your testicles, your lady cells, in order for your lady cells to make testosterone. So the pituitary gland is kind of controlling the amounts of both there uh, through different uh, processes and different uh, things that it, it, it already built in, programmed into your system to, to throttle up and down the production of some of these hormones, dependent on health and dependent on other factors uh, that are going on in your body. So that's it. That was the big difference, Steve. I don't know if you got anything else.
0: I think you summed it up beautifully, guys, and we'll ta- we'll definitely hit this one up at a later time when we have more time. So come on the forums if you have any other questions. Next one we're going to talk about is best way to run testosterone enanthate and trenbolone enanthate. So both of these are enanthate esters. Both of them have a ten to twelve day half life. So if you inject them, you know, a couple times a week, that's ample. You don't have to inject them more than that. Really, once a week technically is fine, but You want it to kind of spread out your your injections a little bit. And, you know, it really depends. That's a big, listen, at the end of the day, I'm all about less side effects and more more gains. If you can't sleep at night, if you can't function properly, if you have no energy, if you're bloating up, it's going to affect your gains. It's going to affect everything. And it's going to be a miserable cycle. So I like to run testosterone really, really low. And then run the trend, let the trembolone shine, or don't run tests at all. But if you want to run test and trend together, and you want to run like say 500 milligrams of each, you're going to have a lot of side effects. You're going to get a lot of androgenic side effects. You're going to get a lot of estrogenic side effects, and it's going to be a really rough cycle. So if you just run that testosterone really, really low, like 100 milligrams only, and then let the trembolone shine, you won't have those estrogenic side effects. You won't even need an AI if you do that. But if you run the testosterone high, you will need an AI and you run the risk of getting a lot of estrogen problems. And that's not going to help the situation. So I personally, if you want to run them together, I would do like 100 or 125 milligrams of the test and then do like 300 milligrams of the, of the trembolone. That's a very, you know, that cycle, if you can't grow on that cycle, then something's wrong. Either your gear is bad or you just don't know how to train. How about you, Rick?
1: Uh, nowadays I like to keep trembolone at about hundred milligrams a week. If I can, in that acetate very rarely will I, will I mess with acetate. I might do 75 makes twice a week, but, and that's probably not best. And at hundred makes a week, I found that at hundred makes, I get some of the trembolone side, side, uh, side effects and, and positive effects that I want, and i don't get some of the stuff i don't want i don't have an issue sleeping i don't get hot all the time i don't um, have a, you know i don't have any any of the weird and bad side effects i get from it uh, at when i hit over 200 uh, 300 milligrams uh, and i do get some of the effects i want i get that trendic, which trend you know gets gets my dick going really nicely more than more than any other uh, steroid out there uh, I have the additional kind of drive. I know I feel it's there. I do feel like it It amplifies the effect of everything else. I mean, I could run and a half, ran 500 mix of testosterone a week. And that, I know what that feels like. Or running 300 milligrams of testosterone a week with 100 milligrams of trend or 400 milligrams of testosterone a week with 100 milligrams of trend. That's a completely different cycle when you throw that trend in there. I mean, it it the synergy and what it does. I've um, I've heard some guys theorize that a trend um has an effect on on the amount and the sensibility of uh, insulin growth factor receptors in the muscle cells. I've heard this been tossed out there. Reason why everyone feels that uses feels like, hey, if you're bulky, you're cutting. You throw some trend on top, it just it just makes everything else great. You know, it just makes everything else so so awesome and you know guys that ran the same cycle two three compounds same doses throw trend in, boom so i take a different approach than you uh steve um i i would do 400 300 milligrams of test a week and then i would go with about 100 milligrams of uh of trend
0: all right so let's go on, uh, Rick, to the next one we're going to talk about. And that is going to be, if I pull it up here, it's going to be cycling without needles. So um, there's a, let me go over some uh, quick reasons why, and Rick can kind of give his thoughts on this. But some of you out there, you know, you have families, you have wives, you have kids running around. You don't want needles around the house. So I've known people like that, or I've known people who have a phobia from for needles. I have a, people who just don't have the courage to stick themselves with a needle who have been running oral steroids and pro hormones and SARMs for like 20 years. All right. And they have done perfectly well doing that. So it is possible to still get good results without ever sticking yourself. Is it most optimal? No. You know, in some cases it can be, you know, more side effects than using injectables, but there's no reason why you can't do it. So yes, it is possible to cycle without needles. It is possible. But I mean, if you want the best results, you're, you're never going to get a chance to run things like EQ and Trenbolone if you never inject yourself. You'll never get a chance to run testosterone, you know, and you're going to be missing out primabolin. Oral primabolin versus injectable primabolin. It's, it's not the same because oral primabolin gets wiped out by by the liver and the body so it doesn't really absorb well doesn't you're not able to take advantage of it so you're going to miss out on some really really cool steroids by just doing orals and and avoiding injectables rick you want to comment on this for a minute
1: you know i i feel this has been my feeling um Personally, I mean, orals are fine. I've had good results on orals. Um, check out anavarbook.com. Anavarbook.com. I did a really, it's almost like a five week little just anavar course, oral anavar, HG generate, ES, Entugard. and to guard. And they're decent. They're good. I mean, they're, orals are fine. One thing I found though that when you have injectables, injectables are in your system all the time while orals. You you could, depending on how good you're at dosing, you could have some gaps throughout the day where you have very low levels of the steroid in your system, like very low. You know When you let too much time go by in between meals, maybe in the morning, hours when you're just waking up and you haven't had a dose in a while. Yeah, you consistency and just continue to take that steroid over and over again is very important. Check out Anavar book. Um, like a book, B-O-O-K, Anavarbook.com. Um, subscribe once that book drops, uh, you'll be at discount on, on grabbing it and being able to download it to your Kindle, Amazon, uh, all of that good stuff. And we'll even be printing out some hard copies of this book. So check out anavarbook.com. And I like I like injectables. Uh, less stress on the liver. Uh, you can take one shot once a week, and you're you're, you're covered. Nice steady levels all day long uh, until the next shot. Orals are great fast acting uh, they do make a difference if you take them right before a workout uh, some of them are a lot stronger you know you can't you can't really get anything like super injectable you know maybe what trend maybe but i mean super is a different level of trend in my opinion more more toxic more side effects but, but the results are way more incredible like you can you know you can do something really major on super and and you know you're missing out on trend you're missing out on some of the some of the cooler steroids and uh yeah i mean that's it man uh, um what's a good oral cycle Listen, you're trying to cut um austrian and and anivar Osterin and Anavar. that's it you're trying to book uh you can do uh, uh diana ball and lgd diana ball and lgd that's it you know you, you why, why do I uh, suggest maybe toss a sarm? You could just do it alone. You could do Anavar alone for cutting. You could do dianabol alone for booking. That's fine. But to add a little bit extra extra strength, a little bit more, more fat loss, if you're trying to lose fat, more muscle gain, if you're trying to get muscle gain, maybe a little t- touch of LGD along with your dianabol. Keep the dianabol dosing kind of low, you know, under 20 makes 20 makes a day is fine. Uh, once you go over 20 megs then you got to throw an AI on top of it. It's like uh, if you're gonna throw uh, an tas inhibitor on top of the animal just use turinibo just just go 40 megs of Turinable a day or 50 60 megs of ANAVAR a day. Toss, toss in a little bit of, uh, of, of of GW Osterin, and with your ANAVAR, maybe a little bit of LGD right? That's the best uh, bulking storm out there uh, that I I've had good experience with um, on top of your Dianabol. Um, or tyrannible, I should say. You're fine. If you're doing a bulking oral cycle only, I'd rather guys do 40 megs, 50 megs of terranable by itself, if you want to get that, that high, or do you know less than 20 megs of dianable by itself. Doing 40, 50, 60 megs of Dianable the and then tossing an aromatase inhibitor on top of it. Of it is like, what the fuck are you doing? Now you're using two drugs. Just, just, just use the ball that's not going to aromatize and works a lot like the Ball. Fuck. Ideally, you do 20 megs of uh per day and and make up the rest on just good, hot, big eating, you know, force feeding and strong, heavy training. But some of you guys out there won't do it, won't listen. So, <laughs> you know, yep. 20 megs of D-ball, uh, 20 megs of D-ball, no aromatase, yeah. 40, 50 megs of, of turinable with aromatase. And I know we got to move on to the next question. Yep. I took too long on that one. Let's go.
0: Yeah, the way you said following, following, Why Don't you go back to New York? Fucking New Yorkers. All right, guys. So next one is how hey, fl- often? Hey, listen, 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 listen. You Florida, guys talk man. too
1: much. You guys talk a- too much. This Flo- is rapid fire. Florida, we're
0: rapid fire.
1: Florida man uh, walking his cat on a leash. I Mr. Florida man.
0: Hey <laughs> man, this is the paradise for the for the crooks and the scammers. So gotta love Florida. All right, guys. So next one is how often do you sustain on? For TRT, so Sustanon was designed for TRT. They came up with it four different esters. You've got propionate in it, and you've got one intermediate ester, and you got two long esters. The longest one being a decanoate ester, which has a 15 day half life, guys. 15 days—that's a long time. So, um, really, the way Sustanon was designed was you want to make infrequent. You, you do a large amount infrequently, so you take that whole vial i mean that the whole amp the whole cc 250 milligrams and you inject it once every two to three weeks and then that basically each ester picks up after one another so the the propionate you start out with the propionate it's only 30 milligrams out of the 250 so the propionate gets in your system quick then the next ester kicks in next ester kicks in next ester kicks in so then after two three weeks then you inject again and then the same thing happens so over the course of five or six weeks, it starts, things start leveling out and you do that long term. So this allows you to only have to do a couple injections a month. So instead of doing an injection once a week for the entire year, 52 injections in the year, you only have to do about 26 injections or even less, 20 injections if you're doing every three weeks. So that's the way they design sustenin 4 for, uh, for long term TRT. All right, guys, so the next... You want to jump in that one, Rick, or you good? You want to go to the next one?
1: I think you made it real simple, man. That, that's. I hope so, because a lot of people like
0: to argue that. I think 80% of people out there think sustenance should be injected every other day because they don't understand the way half-lives and esters work. So hopefully... Buddy, I've I've,
1: yeah. I've gotten some 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 uh, organon sustenance from uh, Egypt, legit human grade, when you used to be able to get it. And I've ran it both ways. I've ran it... Mm-hmm. You know, shooting every third day, uh, which people which uh, to be fair, I, when you when you uh, when you space esters into shorter intervals, uh, levels stay more steady. I, I personally think less aromatization. I, I've noticed I need less AIs than when I when I spread the esters out a little bit. But uh, look, just the way you describe it, it works fine for TRT. If, you, if you're on TRT, you're, you can't take like bodybuilder doses. That's not TRT. TRT is like 50 to 100 milligrams a week that that's kind of trt not 200 300 that's not trt you're just on the you're just on a long cycle at that point so what steve said applies yeah next one
0: is going to be abandoning a cycle so this one's for you rick
1: what's your comment on this abandoning the cycles there's a lot of different reasons why you might have to abandon a cycle i know i'm I'm one of those guys that I, I move around a lot. I don't like carrying shit in my luggage. I'm, I'm real sketchy when it comes to like moving stuff around and, and whatnot. So just when you stop, you stop, go right into PCT, grab a bottle of HC Generate ES, go to HGgenerate.com, my HC HG Generate ES product, grab a bottle of it, start taking it and go, you know, just stop your fucking cycle. Some Novadex, if you if you like doing HCG, do your a little ACG shot and stop. Um, if you're, you know, it could be, you could, you have to stop for one of many reasons. Maybe you got sick with a different condition that you can't, you can't deal with Um, you gotta look and see and find out if the new medication is going to interact with my supplements. Uh, maybe you have to travel. Maybe you're not feeling good. Maybe you got yourself, uh, into legal trouble and you shouldn't be taking the sauce anymore. Maybe, who knows maybe you got your parents coming to visit and you don't i don't know many reasons but just cut it out go right into pct right away finish out your pct run a second pct six eight months later if you want just a standalone pct herbals uh some pct mats get blood blood work done afterwards just if you got to stop you got to stop and just when you stop go right into pct don't stop cold turkey ever Go right into post-psychotherapy, whatever that plan was, hit it and then do blood result, do blood test a couple months after you're done, and then run another standalone PCT and then do blood results afterwards. What's the benefit of, of running a standalone PCT? Look, sometimes your endocrine system will take a good long while to bounce back and your test levels might drop again. I, I mean, I so I have HC generate ES, so I can do it all the time but i run i don't know i guess you could call them about four small pcts per year where i run my ac generate i run some some nova you know along with a fat cutting stack i'll maybe we'll run a little bit of plummet depending how i feel what my, my blood results are, look like that 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 part of the year and it's just always a good way to to go man that's it
0: next one is going to be s4 andrean yellow tint now i like that i like getting that yellow tint on when I'm running S4. I ran it a couple of times because it tells me that it's legit because I've always been scared about SARMs. You know, you never know where it comes from, that this company, is this company like selective scamming? Is this company actually testing out their products when they produce them? So I like it. I like getting that tint. I notice basically when I wake up in the middle of the night and I go in a, a room and I'll notice that weird yellow tinting happens you know at night so um what i don't like about it though is driving i don't feel comfortable driving when you got that yellow tint going so uh one of the things with with it you'll you'll start noticing it maybe a week week and a half into into using s4 and then after you stop it it usually goes away about three four days later so i i've noticed that how about you rick what's your comment on that
1: yeah i mean Yellow tint goes with S four. It's just part part of it. I, as far as I know, and we know so far, no real long term bad side effects from it. It's just a metabolite of S four. Something else it becomes that can actually attach to uh, that that can actually attach to uh, these receptors, and that's about it, man. N- nothing else. Go ahead, buddy. All right, your New York accents really kicking in today, man. You're gonna me? Fu- you're gonna fucking report me. You're gonna you know, fucking you know, report you know, you know what it is. Um, you know what it is? I'm um I'm, I'm travel I'm in South America now and just um speaking English on the phone business, you podcasts, and then um being spoken to in Spanish and speaking Spanish the rest of the time. It muddles my accent a little. I'm not, I'm not that that bright of a smart of a guy where I can't where my accent doesn't get affected after traveling a little bit. So that's that's funny you pointed it out.
0: Yeah, but though it's weird when you're in foreign country, people don't notice that you have a different accent. Like, like if you you know what I'm saying, like they won't know that you're from New York. They won't know the difference between New York accent and Alabama accent when you're usually with another countries. You see what I'm saying? That's kind of yeah, weird yeah, too. Obviously.
1: But you know, why is that obvious? Here, I
0: know the difference between someone from Australia and someone from London. But you don't know
1: the difference between somebody from northern or southern Australia. Like, you don't know. (laughs) Yeah, you won't know the difference between between an accent between somebody from London or somebody from Wales. Like, you won't won't know. I gotcha. That makes sense. So, I mean, but but look, you know, it's funny when I'm when I'm in Colombia, I have a Colombian, a very generic Colombian accent that's not pegged to any uh, to any geographical location. So people always like, where the fuck are you from? Like, Why is that? I could tell you're Colombian by your accent, but I can't tell what part of the country and you use some really weird words that you kind of make up, like, where you fuck are you from? <laughs> Cause I, I, uh, I, I sometimes I'll say things in an, in an, in like in an improper Spanish, but, but no American accent. I just, just not say it properly. It's funny as hell.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. That's nice, man. Traveling is always cool. So the last one, this is for you, Rick liver support on SARMs. Before you say anything, I've looked at blood work. I've noticed if you're running like one SARM, it's not really an issue with the liver. But if you're running multiple SARMs at the same time, then I notice that the liver gets strained. Like you're getting two times the the level, the AST, ALT, your levels would be like 80, 90 or something. But if you're running just one SARM at a time, we're usually not an issue. So Rick, comment on that.
1: But look, your liver enzyme's can look off on blood work where your doctor will say that that they look off there. There's a, might be a problem just from weightlifting, you know, just weightlifting alone and the tearing down of muscle tissue and everything that goes along with it will, will raise your, your liver values to the point where your doc is going to look at you and be like, yo, what the fuck's going on? So just lifting weights alone I guess in theory you could say we need some liver support already. Now most natty, uh, healthy people uh, they give themselves liver support by eating very healthy and taking multivitamins, multiminerals, um, and keeping a good, healthy, clean eating, clean lifestyle. Most guys are really good, avid gym goers. They're not uh, getting fucking smashed on the weekends and drinking. So it, you kind of it's already built into the lifestyle. But really, you should be taking something like Entoguard. It's got milk thistle. As of today, it's still got knack. It's, it's getting removed for the next uh, run because of uh, FDA regulations. Um, it's got Tudka, which you definitely need. And look, if you're a natural bodybuilder and you're not really like like taking any juice or any SARMs, you could take two capsules of Antugard, uh two tablets of a 3D Multi, which is 3D Multi is my multivitamin for weightlifters and guys when they're off-cycle. And then Entogard is liver support, kidney support, heart health, Um, everything from water retention, your skin. I mean, it has 44 ingredients, deal with a lot of different things. And it's got a built in built in multivitamin, multimineral. And that's hardcore when you are like really taking the sauce. So just weight training alone is going to make your liver's value be off. One or two SARMs, small dosing might not make it that much worse, but you should be. Protecting your organs from this lifestyle, anyway. Look, kidney support and guard, Even if you're an addict, you're eating way more protein than most people out there, and all that all that urea, everything gets filtered out of through your kidneys. You know, so just just being a natural bodybuilder, of uh, breaking muscle down and eating tons of protein, you you should already be be uh, keeping uh, keeping being somewhat concerned about long-term liver and kidney health anyway so multivitamin, multimediaal my n2 guard go to wwwn the number two guard.com like a security guard guard.com n number two guard net and it's in nancy number two guard.com check it out as my product please support me support the podcast we can keep, keep uh, bringing you this uh this content uh uh weekly we're doing uh, quite a bit more episodes for you guys we're the only fitness steroid chemistry podcast on the next That also updates and and pushes out three new episodes per week, some weeks we do four, So please come back in and support us.
0: All right, guys. That was Q&A. Rapid Fire 417. We will talk to you guys next week. Check out how to get in touch with us in the show notes.
1: Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys.